0: Hi, this is Drew. In this episode, you're about to listen to Stephen Burnett, a friend of mine and co-host on past episodes of this podcast, joins me to discuss two interesting movements, interesting but what we ultimately deem problematic movements, the Hebrew Roots Movement and the Right Dividers. It's hard to precisely define either of these as they are not organized religions in themselves, nor do they really have any institutional manifestations or hierarchies or They are movements that have happened within the church, but have ultimately adopted positions and practices that go outside of uh, normative, historic Christian understanding. The Hebrew Roots Movement, although not a monolith, uh, generally makes up Christians who find affinity or interest with the Jewish roots of Christianity. You know, seeing that Jesus and the Twelve Disciples were of the Jewish faith, and more or less lived as Jews, so to speak— That this means for them, the people in this movement, to also adopt living as Jews in the sense of being followers of Jesus who observe Torah, from ceremonial to dietary laws. They do emphasize that Jesus does not do away with the law, which Stephen and I, as Christians who believe the Bible and confess the creeds, would agree with. Where we would disagree with them is what place does the law really have in one's life, and especially in terms of one's salvation. Since the Hebrew Roots movement is not monolithic, uh, as I said, I suspect that for some who could fall under this label, they do follow these practices and disciplines out of personal preference, and, and it works for them spiritually. But others do clearly believe that the law in all aspects, even dietary, and all the many laws around the Sabbath, for instance, that the Pharisees emphasized, that Jesus himself <laughs> very much loosened, uh, should be mandated on all followers of Jesus. We do discuss on this episode how this bears some similarities with the more established tradition or denomination known as messianic jews but why it it isn't ultimately the same thing and i don't really think an ultimate um you know uh, parallels really really fair uh we also discuss how how the hebrew roots movement tends to appeal to certain people that come out of modern evangelical christianity and we speculate uh why that is um and the other movement the right dividers is something I had actually never heard of until Stephen told me about it, and it seems to me to be the other extreme of seeing only Paul's letters as applicable to us Christians of Gentile background, that, as I understand, they see their task as seeing where God gives his word to the Jews on one hand in the Old Testament and the Gospels and in the non-Pauline letters of the New Testament and then to Gentiles through Paul. This, of course, Stephen and I discuss as a rat of Radical simplification bifurcation that really isn't true to an honest rate of any of these biblical strands or corpuses first off But it also fails to read the scripture in any holistic sense We tried to keep it charitable and as I stated hopefully not understating that we should be cautious to overestimate the influence or spread of these movements But one definitely does come across them, uh, especially in the online world. These are definite phenomena uh, but that said, it is always our conviction on this podcast to speak truth in love and in conviction. And so I hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to The Protest. And uh we're back again after a few weeks and um it feels good to be back. Stephen Burnett's joining us today. Uh Stephen of course is a freaking frequent co-host on many episodes in our past, so it's good to have you back. How you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm I'm doing good. Just trying to fight off some of this uh random wintertime, you know, cold symptoms that are just being passed around like wildfire. Um, but we're, we're doing good and we're, um, we're gearing up for, for Christmas and got some family coming in and, uh, the whole, I think we're done with our shopping. That's not my fault. That's my wife's fault that we're done with our shopping. Um, all (laughs) I got to do basically is get her covered and then she just takes care of everything else. So,
0: oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. I ran to the post office today with lots of boxes and it felt good to offload those over to the postal Mm -hmm. service. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you, uh, Rachel's really good about, you know, shopping when when she can and just it all falls into place somehow. And a lot of it's thanks to her. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's, you know, we're in that season of gearing up for the holidays, uh, gearing up for Christmas. Uh, Sounds like you're staying in town. You got people coming in.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is going to be, it's going to be nice. Um, you know, they're, they're coming in town. I mean, we have the baby now, so we kind of get to call the shots. We're holding yeah. all the cards, you know, yep. and he's, we've traveled with him and he they, if they want to okay. see
0: grandkids. That's you know, exactly right. You know,
1: yep. They're, they're only here, man. They're only here. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we've traveled with him. He does. Okay. It's whether he would make two, five hour trips to see my folks, uh, you know, one there, one back well, I don't know. And and we're not that confident that we wouldn't have two hours of screaming at some point in that mix. And so, right. um, you know, it's just easier for, uh, for our sanity and my parents are more than willing to come down, which is just great for them. So uh, it, that's, that's all that. great. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that's,
0: it's working out for everyone. Um, yeah, well, uh, we'll be going out of town, uh, after Christmas. And of course we have, you know, the services at the church coming up, but after that, we're going to have a little getaway to, Florida uh Rachel's aunt has a condo there and uh, we typically go once a year over in the panhandle rosemary beach mm-hmm. but oh nice um, yeah it's been a couple of years but so we're looking forward really to and this will be the first time we go like this time of year we typically do in the okay. summer okay yeah uh busy season but we're here Steven and I are here uh we, and this will be interesting cuz you know Steven's been on his uh uh, continuing on his path of joining, uh, or maybe you're officially at this point, a uh, Roman Catholic.
1: Yeah, um, not, not yet, but uh, definitely, definitely on that, on that path, and uh, um, yeah, ready for it.
0: Okay, Um, and so, of course, you know, the, the classic emphasis of the show is, you know, reformational Christianity, but I think uh, Stephen and I will have, this will be an interesting episode, because uh, Stephen and I will come together as um, uh, despite our Protestant and Catholic differences will come together on nicenal grounds to there oppose um I guess radical fringe phenomenon uh, in uh well, I don't want to call it Christianity, but just just certain um uh, religious spin-off offshoot groups of Christians mm-hmm. that um, we both found, yeah, what was it, Stephen, like a month or a little over ago, we both found ourselves in conversation about uh Hebrew roots initial, initially mm-hmm. and then the Hebrew roots movement. And then um you brought up the right dividers, which I had never heard of. Um And I, I guess- You don't well, spend
1: enough time on Facebook, man. That's why. I you don't spend enough time in the, in the bowels of the internet.
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah, and Facebook's so weird now because it's like it's now every, you know, it's- you basically just spend your time in groups. Uh mm-hmm. at least that's how I've experienced it, whether a lot of them like private groups and just like, you know, like-minded people come together and you know, people with like-minded interests formed groups, and that's how you people spend their time on Facebook. But um no, I know a lot of this, I imagine a lot of this is in social media, and a lot of it's probably like fueled and geared in social media. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's all kinds of, um, I don't know, just, just subgroups of everything out there of, ide- and when you get in the realm of religion and ideology, of course, you just, I, mean, I can't even imagine what all the things you can run into online. Mm-hmm. So uh, Stephen uh, has definitely run into some things online. Uh, I a little bit too. I I, um, I guess we can maybe take these uh, two things that we're going to be talking about this evening: uh, the Hebrew Roots movement and the right right dividers. We can maybe mm-hmm. kind of take them one at a time. Um, I was familiar with the first uh, Hebrew Roots, um, and um, I guess I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll in a moment, I'll let you kind of, um, well, what's been your experience with Hebrew roots? Like, um how did you encounter it what, how, and, and how it, you know, how, as you, you know, encounter people in this movement, what, what is it?
1: Well, I think one thing that, that both the groups have in common is when you encounter them, if you're not looking for them, they, they come, they come at you as kind of like the actually bro, actually you know that that's kind of the way they they uh, you know enter conversations. So um, the first time I saw anything that I so would you're call talking Hebrew about rumors. like
0: when when someone posts something or puts something up on social media and someone comments to try to like correct, correct them it. even maybe mm-hmm. pedantically and say well actually this is how it yeah
1: right Assume right that, yeah yeah and I mean it's because they know both groups know that they are very much on the fringe they kind of take that as a badge of honor. Um, because mm-hmm. they're the ones that have the truth and there's a whole, you know, conspiracy, everyone else is kind of lemmings that fell for it. Um, and so I think the first time I ran into someone Hebrew roots, um, it's kind of a, a fringe evangelical, um, thing where, you know, um, uh, well, uh, the first time I heard about it was someone corrected me on uh, calling Jesus, Jesus, because they, mm-hmm. they were saying his name is Yeshua. Uh, or Yeshua, you know, and mm-hmm. it was very, very important because such emphasis is placed. I learned from this, such emphasis is placed on the name of Jesus that if you say a different name than Yeshua, that you're not actually calling upon Yeshua, that you're talking you're about upon some other guy. Yes, you're
0: talking about a completely different being or entity. Yes, yeah. yes, that which is, so, you know, I, yeah, um, and, and Yeshua, of course, is uh likely what he would have been called. I mean, um. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen this online. I've seen kind of these um uh, militant atheist memes that try to make this point. It they try to make this gotcha point even though it's mm-hmm. really just ridiculous and it doesn't work. It makes fun of Christians for how can you, you know, believe, you know, you, you read the Bible and you believe that there was these Middle Eastern people named John mm-hmm. and right. James right. and Paul and it's like, well, um like they don't <laughs> understand how languages work and you know how you know christians today read um you know it, it, it the bibles read in on the new testament was in greek and then the bible's in many parts of the early church were, were read in greek and in other parts were read in latin right. and then you know from especially from the latin and then into to eventual english jesus makes it's a total it makes total sense why we call him jesus but anyways right. that's a whole nother story well it's done in every language <laughs> right
1: every language right like and and what's what you when you point out to these people that in the new the greek new testament is not yeshua in the greek new testament mm-hmm. i forget how to pronounce the greek form of, of is it Jesus yeah, or something it, like
0: it's that it's like he's i again i'm bad i took greek in seminary <laughs> but it's like a it's it's like it sounds closer to Jesus than Yeshua. Right. It's like a you know, like a he's you know, like a Jesus type. It's it's along those lines. And yeah, people listen. But that's the, who, the point. Is like
1: that's, that's what we, you do when you take a name from one language to another is you transliterate it. You make it. Uh, you make it fit with the language that the name is going to be pronounced in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, you can use the original language name. That's fine. But when you're going to do this translation, it's helpful to the people you're translating, which is the whole point of a translation. It's helpful to the people you're translating to to do that. And, you know, we don't have any, uh, you know, uh, a whole lot of these um, uh, you know, texts in Aramaic or anything like that. The New Testament was mostly written in Greek. Right. and so they were back then they were doing that and so it's just funny to me to use a verse yeah even to, even I mean, Paul and,
0: was doing that course yeah that might I don't know if well we'll get into that
1: that's the other group <laughs> yeah this group's not so big on on Paul they're big on uh, the other group's big on Paul yeah <laughs> um I think isn't that just the nature of most of most heresy is you take a, a little nugget and you chop everything else off. And say this uh, thing is the yeah. thing you know And it's like well, wait a minute that it's that, not the only thing right there's other things yeah. it's all in there for a reason not um,
0: things holistically perhaps and uh, yeah right. we'll have plenty of time to get into that but but back to this so this hebrew root so yeah. one thing you noted, i guess your first initial encounter which is something i kind of knew from my basic knowledge of it is that yeah they are insistent on we must use the name yeshua to use the word jesus yeah you're talking mm-hmm. about something different and you're not truly calling upon the name of our Lord because you're not saying the word Jesus. So, um, I guess w- what I am I'm a little bit more familiar with, um, uh, cause you said the Hebrew roots, uh, is a ev- evangelical phenomenon. And by that, I think you're referring to like, you know, like, you know, North American evangelical mm-hmm. Protestant Christianity, um, Probably a lot of uh, I don't really want to make race such a focus, but a lot of white, um, yeah, yeah. you know, European, uh, people, um. But when it comes to the, what I'm more familiar with is uh, it's sometimes called Black Hebrew Israelism, sometimes mm-hmm. just called Hebrew Israelism, which was a movement among uh, different groups of of African Americans started, you know, maybe t- turn of the t- century, twentieth century. But it's from what I've understood and I've encountered them in person, um walking in in lake charles of all lake charles louisiana of all places in the inner city but i hear a lot of just uh, a lot of cities it's just spreading like wildfire this this uh this black hebrew israelism as it's been called and and um they all uh we could get into that but that's i i and that is very much uh yeah they they see themselves as and, and kind of like this hebrew roots movement which we'll get back to in just a moment. It's not a, they're not all on the same page about even what mm-hmm. they believe and profess and teach and preach. Um, it's this kind of this, you know, they're kind of all over the place, depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. But generally it's this idea of getting back to uh, Hebraic and Jewish roots as they mm-hmm. see it. And of course the black Hebrew Israelites don't even see like Jewish people as like the real mm-hmm hebrews right they, that's I, think, a whole, I believe
1: they they claim they are the true uh true jews of the bible they
0: yeah that, they do. yeah and they rely on so much uh you know pseudo history and stuff and really i mean there's listeners if you want to i mean there's been plenty of stuff about them mm-hmm. um in the online world and in the podcast world just go listen to anything um i th- I, I i've listened there is a uh, an apologist named vocab malone who has um who has regular conversations all the time, often debates with these people. He comes from a Christian standpoint, like from a normative creedal Christian standpoint and Mm -hmm. um, engages these people all the time. And he's really been a sought after um, uh, person on the topic, you know, and I mean, again, these, he's not an academic. these are the things, academics will spend a lot of time on these things because they, a lot of academics don't like, well, why would I spend time on that? I don't take, because these are, they, they don't take it seriously. Right, we could we could maybe argue that these, some of these things could, should be taken seriously because they're so prevalent and they they do right. lead so many people. Um,
1: well, I mean, industrial. that's the question: Do we address <laughs> it, you know, with both barrels, and then treat it seriously, and then you know, make ideolo- ideological martyrs out of it, or do we ignore it and hope it goes away? And yeah. you know, yeah, yeah there's a
0: fine line, of, right? Right.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of luck. I don't think you know go, which is the best way to handle it going into it. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: well, back to Hebrew roots. So there's the Yeshua thing. What are some other things? What what are they about? Like from,
1: well, from what I've what I've dealt with them uh, on. I mean, it's it's very much a, um, it's very much about language. It's very much about you know uh, we've been lied to, right? Like they're going to claim scripture has been altered. They're going to in the translation process. They're going to claim. Um, that, you know, most of the things that we call, um, you know, Christianity, uh, even sometimes, you know, Trinitarian uh, doctrine, things like that, are, um, you know, are, are fabricated or made up as distractions by, uh, you know, institutional Christianity uh, to gain power and to prevent, prevent us from uh, accessing, uh, you know, the grace of God that he has for his chosen people. Um, and so I don't think that the Hebrew roots uh, groups, you know, uh, th- think that they they don't make the same claim that they are biologically, um, you know, the Jewish people. I think they they more make a claim that the they are you know uh, uh, what you would call messianic uh, messianic Jewish people or people that have the Messiah has come. He's opened the door to the Gentiles. Um, but really it's just kind of good old fashioned Judaizing heresy, right? Stuff that's been handled in the New Testament. Um, you have to most of them we're gonna talk about, they're gonna, you know, keep kosher. They're going to observe uh the different Jewish feasts and festivals. Um, they're gonna make a lot out of that and uh downplay, you know, some of the more uh, you know, uh, you know, the 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 things that have come about with Christianity uh in the ensuing, you know, uh a couple thousand years so mm-hmm. that's well, kind of it's 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 like any roots movement i mean you know you have this this is why i say there it's so related to evangelicalism is that that's let's seek to get back to the way the church was at the very very beginning right mm-hmm. but now and and this is <laughs> i was in a a small group discussion not terribly too long ago and uh one of the participants said you know we were like we should we should get you know you know, she made the comment that we should get back to we should do some 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 church the way they did in the in the first century and all that kind of stuff i don't really want to do that i want to like study it and figure it out and this one girl popped up and said we should wear costumes you know <laughs> mm. like literally have a dress up night uh, in uh, in what would i guess be you know sheets like cos- with dashes like yeah. yeah. I mean, I was envisioning like grown grownups dressed uh, like kids at a, at a nativity play, you know um, mm-hmm. you know, with the sheets and the cords and all that, but you know, the desire uh, to get back to the way things were when, when Jesus walked the earth and the apostles walked the earth mm-hmm. and is it a failure, a failure to, um, well, to take what's important from from that time period, and instead focus on the accoutrements, right? Focus on the the the, the look, the feel, even adopting the language, that kind of thing, so that you feel yeah. more like you're there,
0: like you're there. And and yeah. I I kind of get part of it. So, um, what well, you said, Messianic Jews earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Messianic Judaism, of course. Um, a lot of us know. You know, a lot of people don't listening to this. That's probably a more familiar thing. It's people who mm-hmm. Identify someone with, with, they, they either come from Judaism or they're people mm-hmm. that are, uh, Jewish heritage or, you know, Jewish heritage and culture might resonate with them and, and right. they, they be, they become Christian basically or followers of Jesus, but, um, with in within like the, within a way of, um, seeing it as him as with a big emphasis of him as the jewish messiah so they right a lot of them might keep you know celebrate jewish holidays keep 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 kosher um and that's not a new thing i mean i think that's a Mm -hmm. that that goes back to a lot of these christian restorationist movements and you know for better for worse however you people want to think about those that go back and late 19th century into the early 20th century um i mean i'm thinking
1: adventism right like literally seventh day adventists yeah yeah, there's a whole lot of groups
0: that and that was their idea of what you just said like a little while ago this this idea of going back to the way the early church was and having the so they could feel what it was like to be like jesus and the apostles um in their shoes um Mm -hmm. i've noticed um since the the series the chosen and it it's a series i enjoy a lot i think it's overall really well done i did a series at the church i serve at where we hmm. watch watch scenes from the chosen and had discussion groups and we did like a little chosen thing so um that's
1: cool, cool.
0: looking forward to the season four i think it's a you know great show and, and what i what i admire about the show and what i think the show does so well is that it does show jesus and and the disciples in their jewish world Mm -hmm. in the in their you know first century context of being of being jewish people and and the you know the culture and the um the certain the customs and the certain things that they do um because it is easy to forget that um especially a lot of cultural christians perhaps and a lot of i mean a lot of us raisins are like it's, it's easy to forget that and i do think there's something to be something important um about that the the Jewish you and, and mm-hmm. with that, knowing that the, you know, the Jewish scriptures, which I, I call the old Testament, of course, I'm not one of these people that are like, you know, I, I know it's, a, that's a fad in academia and progressive circles. Don't call it the old Testament. I'll call it the old Testament, but, um, yeah, <laughs> but it is the scripture of Jewish people. And to see like, um, you know, things like, uh, terms like Messiah concepts, mm-hmm. like, um, this, the, eschatological message of Jesus that he, that he mm-hmm. is just emanates out of him everywhere. It's, it's part of all his teaching and practice. I mean, none of that makes sense without that, um, without that backdrop, and it's not merely a mm-hmm. backdrop, um, but it's, it's, it's the leading up to Jesus. So, uh, I totally get like, there's been a lot in, you know, uh, 20th century scholarship after the Holocaust, especially after the Holocaust, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, um, about the Jewish context of Jesus. Um, um, and, um, some of it, you know, I don't, I think some of it's gone a little bit too far, like Amy Jill Levine and how she, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I won't get into that, but like, you know, I, I think Jesus is still, um, he's not just an average, um, great Jewish teacher like certain right. scholars certain like uh New Testament certain New Testament scholars tried that truly really emphasize the Jewish background but um but at the same time that we've really benefited a lot from um kind of the, the last 50 75 years you yeah, had the discovery of the Dead Sea scrolls um I think there's been there's this, a whole lot to say about um uh Jesus, Jesus the Jew um but mm-hmm. that said um you know, it's when we, you know, when people try to, I don't know, uh, when, they, when they all of a sudden discover like whether through like the chosen series or whether through, um, you know, hearing about Jewish holidays for the first time and, um, you know, uh, and seeing it like and seeing it and then like wanting to like be a part of it I, I just i just see like the whole idea of wanting to to live into the to that it it's not it's yeah. not really what what the, the i don't know it's not really what the gospel the gospel message was trying to open up um the god of israel to everyone through the incarnation of Jesus sent, and, and his death and resurrection, um, and it wasn't it, it wasn't an exclusively Jewish thing. So, I don't no, know. And well, single. I mean, the gospel
1: <laughs> God presented the gospel to us in culture, in a mm. in a culture that existed at that time, so that it could be understood by the people at that time. Mm-hmm. And so, we greatly benefit in order in, in order to understand the gospel, what Jesus did, by understanding the culture that it that it came in. Mm-hmm. But Christianity, the gospel of Christ, is supposed to is supposed to fit. Into the human heart, no matter what culture you're from, mm-hmm. and to fit into the human life, no matter and so it's supposed to be enculturated everywhere. It's supposed to be, um, you know, the message should be applied and 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 lived out in a way that applies to every every group of people, every culture. So that that's that's just what has happened as the gospel has spread. It becomes you know indigenous wherever wherever it goes, wherever mm-hmm. the seed falls. Right. So there's a lot of benefit in in understanding um the the Jewishness of the uh you know that's where it's where the Messiah came from there's no doubt Mm -hmm. about that but to then go I have to now live out my whole life and adopt an ancient culture Mm -hmm. you know and now live under that culture I mean picking and choosing aspects of it obviously because so much of it can't be Reproduced now. Yeah, right. Um, so you wind up picking in, in whichever ones are the most convenient. Like I can afford an a, menor- a menorah, so I'll get a menorah and some candles, you know. <laughs> right. But some of the stuff they do is not so convenient. And and so we don't do that. It, it is a picking and choosing and feeling as though that I'm closer to God because I've adopted these practices. I think the the right. the Hebrew roots aspect of it goes even farther and, and, and makes those commands, makes those things that we must do or should do. And if you don't do them, you're wrong. It's not a right. educational thing. It's not a, I want to, you know, kind of see, you know, get myself into the culture. It is a, this is the requirement, you know. Right,
0: um, which, which uh it's not a matter of my Christian liberty that I want to do this, but it's okay if that doesn't work for you. Right. right. They make it, they make it kind of like they're, like we're living, um, like the, we're, we're law-based still.
1: Right. Um, right. And it, Which is why I called it a Judaizer heresy. I mean, this mm-hmm. is literally, I mean, we had a, there's a church council in Acts about this.
0: Well, and it's, yeah. And it's, if you know, read the letter of Galatians. That's who Paul is speaking mm-hmm. against, you know, people, you know, Paul, you know, establishing, you know, churches and making, you know, bringing the gospel message to new people. And then, you know, when, when he's away, um, you know, however it happened, you know, other teachers came in and told these people like, mm-hmm. Well, are you are you being circumcised? Or are you keeping kosher right? These are the, you know, if you want to worship Jesus the Messiah, the, you know, the Israel's Messiah, well, you gotta be gra you know, and, and Paul's main point is um, you know, in his other epistles about being, you know, Gentiles are grafted onto the tree that Jewish believers of Jesus are on. I mean, it's not this is the, the same uh, tree, right? It's the same tree. It's the, uh, the, yeah. the, what, what once was served as barriers to being the people of God are no longer the barriers, things like mm-hmm. kosher circumcision, etc. cetera.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So it flies in the face of what Paul was saying in so many ways. Um uh So the, so you're saying, and I, and I found it to be a variety of kind of in the little bit of research I've done from what I've, listen to from these people on again, on the sound bites from the internet of what they say, but some will treat, uh, observing, um, observing all these laws, whether ceremonial or dietary, or whatever, or as best they can. Right. Cause we're in a modern yeah. context. They can't, like you right, said, they can't right. But doing the best they can, um, and, or do, doing the best they can, but like considering that, like, like you have to do it versus like, this is what I do spiritually for my own, yeah. And it makes me feel like I'm in rhythm with what you know Jesus, and the early church, what their life was like, or whatever. You know. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, if it's a private devotion that you do for you, that's mm-hmm. that's fine. But if that if that helps you to to understand your scripture and understand the faith, that's that's fine. But that's not what you know. You don't then go online and correct people who say, you know, I love Jesus. Well, I don't know who Jesus is, <laughs> but, but I, mean, I love Yeshua, gonna... <laughs> Yeshua <laughs> Hamashiach. Yeah. You know. Uh, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's just that they, and well, I think I said this to you uh, when we were discussing this episode that, that I think that's a group of people that is starved for tradition because they don't trust Christian tradition. They don't trust the things that aren't in Scripture, and they're starved for a tradition. They're starved for practices, mm-hmm. and so then they go and I'm psychoanalyzing a whole group of people that I don't know. Uh, and so they go and they find, oh, these are traditions that are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I have my, I have my Bible is the only thing ever, right? and i have traditions in there that i can practice and do and have that i can look forward to periods of time every year and i've rejected christmas i've rejected you know mm. easter as pagan holidays so now i can i can experience this biblical you know it's in there uh, these celebrations that that God prescribes. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's an aspect of it, when they cut themselves so far off from the Christian development of tradition over the years, that they they, they need something, because human beings need, we need tradition, we need a calendar, we need things to look forward to, we need uh, you know, to be called to reflect, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. So that's my take. Well, and, and
0: someone uh, like me, a student of church history, I mean, I think um, you've seen over and over again, uh, many of the most radical and and schismatic groups have have it's always been kind of a similar uh desire of wanting to um or or a similar you know thing about not of tradition being something bad because it's um it's not in scripture that's what i would call uh nuda scriptura rather than sola scriptura Mm. the classic reformational doctrine does not reject um uh, tradition, tradition or other forms right. of authority. It would just say scripture's the ultimate um, uh, measurement of, of those. Um, right. You know, so, but yeah, I mean, y- you see it in like the Christian restorationist groups, uh, some of the more radical Puritan types that wanted to do away with holidays. Um, you know, I actually did run into someone, this is about 10 years ago, someone uh, back in my hometown who was, and I don't know if it was Hebrew roots, but they they this is around December time, and I was hanging out with them and some other people. There's talk of Christmas, and this person was uh, said something that made clear that they don't celebrate uh, Christmas and uh, that they don't believe in the in the Trinity. So uh, again, let's like because for them the Trinity is something. Well, it was uh, the sophisticated doctrine of the Trinity is not something right formulated until later on down there's not explicitly in the bible even though i think it is fairly explicit when jesus says go baptize in the name of the father son and holy spirit but you know the the nature yeah. the nature of the trinity is not fully spelled out but um you know i i it's, so it's like i don't i think that the church uh was faithful in their exposition of scripture and coming to the doctrine myself but mm-hmm. so it's like yeah you're you're right though it's like they they it's, it's, uh, people who reject, um, um, you know, things that are not, that can't be seen black in black and white plain text and
1: literally, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. It has to be explicit, you know? Right. Um, there's a guy, uh, on YouTube, um, he's, if you want to chuckle his, his channel is born again barbarian mm-hmm. and he's got a whole bunch of, it, it's really funny, honestly, but he doesn't believe in the Trinity. He believes in the Godhead. Why? because the phrase or the word, the Godhead is in the Bible mm-hmm. and it's, a, I haven't, he, you know, he won't tell you about it. You got to buy his book. And I'm like, well, I don't want to buy his book. I'm not that curious. Okay. I'm yeah. not 1699 plus shipping curious um, about the differences <laughs> of that, but, but it, it is like, but so we can't use, we can't use our, our, our reason. We can't use modern English. We can't be more precise or, or pare something mm-hmm. down or think about these things deeply um you know and i think that's just that that's just silly because you wind up it's like anything else when i go to explain something if i just use the exact same words that i told you in the first place i've not explained anything i've just repeated myself Mm -hmm. like you have to do some work and thinking through and using analogy and all that kind of stuff to explain anything you know anything that you believe um
0: we uh, we use the thought categories of our you know day and age and, and, um, people always had to, to frame, you know, and articulate belief systems and their argumentative or persuasive points for it. Um,
1: well, Well, that's because we can't, we can't live our lives based entirely upon abstract principles. mm -hmm. Like it's really, really hard to do that. And it's really, really hard to pass that on um you know because it goes back to like oh you should just love okay what is love love mm-hmm. is love man you know mm-hmm. like you cannot live your life and that's why christ one well i say that's why it's one reason he came to give us a picture of what love is scripture says mm-hmm. that you know so now we oh okay love is laying your life down got it mm-hmm. um that's a that, that's not an abstract principle that is right. that is a an embodied reality that we get to emulate
0: right yeah you know? um so the Hebrew roots, how how? I mean, you mentioned how a lot of them come from uh, evangelical backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's from what I've kind of noticed too. They they the ones I've know of, like yeah, like kind of like the the real. I mean, I mean, it's 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 like non like from the non denominational world. The right. People that I that I I've known a couple people. I you know that have. I would say probably fall into this Hebrew roots thing. And they, yeah, they, that was their, their background. Um, and then, but how prevalent do you think like, is it, I mean, I mean, is it just a, I, I mean, I have no way of knowing. I don't well, know. That that I'll
1: put it this way. I Googled it. I just Googled the phrase Hebrew roots and I I think I found one on on the first page of Google, there was one link from a hebrew roots group the rest Mm. were like denouncing hebrew roots christianity if you want to call Mm. it that um i i the hard thing is if you're going to be like this you know anti-institutional thing it's really hard to get an idea of how many people there's not a box for that you know when when they do the census right there's not a there's not a a a really good way of keeping (laughs) there's no way this kind of stuff
0: accounting for i mean
1: yeah. yeah, and uh, and you know, you know that the different, you know, whatever different home churches that do this stuff, all have varying, you know, uh, theologies and ideas and practices, and it, it it's just gonna get like really really murky. So I, I don't I don't know how pre- I mean it can't be it's a fringe group it can't be that prevalent they're not everywhere you know mm-hmm. if you walk into into you know I guess like, if you walk into of churches doesn't make sense because most of them are. Most of them aren't in churches. Most of them are in home groups and conferences right. and listen to tapes. That's and the impression videos. I have.
0: You couldn't even do a count of like, because inst- they're not institutional by. Um, they, now, don't roles. It, just- they don't take role. They're just. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. the, ugh, this might sound really charitable, but I feel like the, the type of people that may draw might find something new in another three or four years. Right. So they're meeting with another home group with this whole new other thing. so it's like, they're, they're not, right. there's no long-term like investment in the starting of a, a church plant of it or anything is just you can't it's it's kind of under the radar a little bit in a way
1: yeah i think it's just um, you know it's it's it, you know they're they're selling books they're selling uh tickets to conferences that kind of thing they're putting youtube videos up and that, that that's how these things. i i told someone you know you, you know the phrase the village idiot and this is very uncharitable but like the, the, I, I mean it's very general i'm not talking I about words, very, general, very general very general like the village idiot, you know, the idea is you have a village and there's bound to be an idiot in that village, right? Mm-hmm. But the internet has enabled all the village idiots to get together in digital communities now. And they can all tell each other that they're correct about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, that. that's the nature of an echo chamber, right? So now instead of, you know, crazy Uncle Lou with his weird ideas, he finds all the other crazy Uncle Lou's out there that agree with him on their crazy ideas. And now they're a movement. And well, that's, and, that's, and the,
0: the possibility for doing that is, is, is so much more, so much bigger now with, with what, what we're doing. We're on zoom right now, connecting right. across state lines.
1: Right. Then we, we could be great. crazy. Uncle. We Luke, could be crazy, Right. We could just, yeah. you know, so
0: anyone can kind of like get together now and form a, yeah. uh, same, make the illusion of like a, you know, a unified thing. It, it, yeah. So um, yeah. that's kind of been, I mean, gosh, I was kind of open for a, a new a great new discovery or insight, but there's really not when it comes to Hebrew. It's just a, you know, it's, it's kind of s- similar to the old messianic Jewish thing. And that is a more established thing. Right. And I, like I've met, like I met a lady when I was at, um, I was visiting uh, one of our facility assisted living, a place, uh, mm-hmm. went to visit someone. I ran into someone in the hallway and, and uh, who was a messianic Jew. And that told me about, you know, and, her and her husband had been uh who who had passed years ago and and Mm -hmm. uh but you know we talked about you know i don't know her her life and then the importance of prayer and the importance of uh, god and jesus it was just it virtually sounded like just any like how christians would talk and i like to me i considered her like a christian she had nothing that she didn't say anything about the kosher and <laughs> like right what right. I should be doing, which I, it was just about like God and Jesus and prayer. And, I mean, it was great. So I'm like, well, yeah. I, I have a feeling Messianic Jews are kind of more like, they have a lot more in common with just a Christian, a, a normal Christian yeah. Um They're not super into like, um you know, why you need to observe the Jewish holidays or right. follow certain diets, because that's going to, you know, that you need to return the Jewish roots, your faith, Christian faith, or else you totally misunderstand right. what being a Christian is about. They don't, Messianic Jews didn't, they didn't come off to me like that. It's more of like they do it out of their own, um, you know. Because,
1: well, usually it's yeah. like when I hear Messianic Jew, I think this is this person's heritage is Judaism. They're, mm-hmm. they're you know, uh, that, that is their ethnicity, that is their culture. And they found Jesus, and they see him as the fulfillment of of uh, what God was doing with mm-hmm. the Jewish people, Yeah. and that's great, which like, is that's correct, just, right? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yes, but it's this weird reverse move where people, like you know, like you said, just regular white people, are already Christians, and then they go like in into adopting like all this, you know, Jewish paraphernalia you know that's the other end of it like that's that it's a reverse move it's not going from you know a jewish culture in in becoming a christian it's going from like i'm just a regular plain jane christian who's bored with you know bible studies and whatnot i'm gonna go adopt a bunch of uh like of these sorry of sheik. I don't know what you're saying.
0: C H I C, like. Um, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. like they, they need some chic in their life. Yes, <laughs> I <mean>, they <that> <laughs> They need something, kind of fashionable and stands out. And yes, yes, I don't know, yeah. It's so like
1: maybe so. add a little pizzazz. Hebraic Christian chic. Yes, you know? yes, that's right. Um, but I, I don't think a lot. All, things... I'm not
0: saying it's all like aesthetic or something, but there is something about it's like it's
1: a life. lot of aesthetic, right? Like, like I was listening to you, a podcast
0: where a guy was talking about like a guy had the the belt with the tassels on it and the. You know um, that Jews like a uh, Orthodox Jew, sure, probably yeah. more Hasidic Jews than just any ortho. I mean, I imagine most Orthodox Jews probably just wear yum <laughs> That's it. Yeah, be like the Hasidic style. Like there was a um, this podcast I was listening to. Yeah, it was like this. You know, these young white Christians where the guy was wearing this amidst a very normal looking outfit had no other attire like that resembled yeah. like a Hasidic Jew, but he had that. He had these these tassels, and so yeah, and and he asked. The guy pulled aside his friend who was like like why is he wearing it's like oh he's a you know hebrew roots so you know how about that so we spent a lot of time on the hebrew roots i mean um gosh i I feel bad for our listeners i didn't give a lot of detailed history um i guess it's really hard to because it's really um kind of a grassroots slash social media yeah but unlike so many things are and like we said it flies under the radar it's not really an institutional thing um, I, you know, I, I could maybe sense, I think like the chosen the show I otherwise love and I think is great. I, I imagine some people are watching that show and seeing Jesus at the festival of lights and, and then mm-hmm. saying the Shema and, and, you know, saying their Jewish meal prayers, like, oh, I want to do that, you know, type thing. I don't know. That's just my yeah. speculation because it is such a popular show. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess sums up our
1: thoughts on it um i don't know if
0: there's anything else you wanted to kind of add to the hebrew roots thing Um,
1: No, i want to get to the uh oh gosh uh, the right dividers the right dividers The extreme dispensationalists yeah
0: oh gosh these people and i'm going to defer to you a lot because again i when i like did a simple web search google search and again these are things i cannot plug into an academic database y'all i mean just (laughs) because i can't if i were to plug hebrew roots in to, as well to like an academic database it would pull up lots of things about maybe hebrews and hebrew roots but nothing like we were t- n- that's not what we were talking
1: about <laughs> we <something> need totally- <laughs> we need a, a <laughs> theological version of like uh, urban dictionary it's yeah, just do. for all these new weird like theologies. Theology. And we're doing yes. street
0: theology today. Yes. We should we call this thre- We should call theology. this episode yes.
1: Street Theology. <laughs> I freaking love that. We need to make a, a searchable database of all of this gobbledygook and, and we'll, we'll Yeah, call it Street Theology. You can go there instead of Urban Dictionary. Go there instead of your academic uh, uh, catalogs and things of that nature and you can find all the information you want on these dudes. Uh, and Steve, and, Steve is, and I are not, as a disclaimer, we're not on here like
0: just picking on like oh look at this very laughable group because it's so out there or something so let's just get on make a podcast about us being like mean to people like i think what we're trying to gather from this and when we'll we'll do we'll do this again after we cover right dividers is that you know these these groups get something fundamentally wrong or they're, they're missing something yeah. that, that um you know is that um we, we need to be mindful because these are groups. That at least the first we talk about have are having a big influence on people, perhaps mm-hmm. for very understandable reasons. But um, you know the 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 Christian faith is not a, is not exactly what that and and um, so that's and well, let's get into right dividers. Um, yeah,
1: I have a really good summation of the of the theology. Yeah, because um, um,
0: so- you had a you first heard about it through again an encounter, I think. Online. Yeah, and but I made a comment. You learned a lot about them, so please tell us about what it is. What sure? Right no,
1: it's is. it's a fascinating uh, fascinating phenomenon. So, I I found out about this because I made a comment uh, on some post on Facebook, and I referenced the Book of James, and this guy um, jumped in and and asked me. Uh, where uh, where is your ark, Ark? Where's your ark, man? Where's your ark? And I I asked for clarification, and he was asking where my my great flood ark was. You know, like why don't I have a great flood ark? And I just made it like, well, I I didn't know where he was going with it. I was like, well, I mean, I'm not Noah, so I didn't I didn't build an ark. I don't know where you're going with this. And he sent me, I mean, just many paragraphs response. The the, the trap he set for me snapped shut right and he had me right where he wanted me and uh he then went on to say just like uh my name is not noah god did not write the command or tell give the command to me to build an ark that many books of the bible uh, including the new testament are also not written with um uh i guess i going to choose my words carefully here like authority uh, over me, they do not have the the plan of salvation that applies to me as an individual. Uh, many wow. of the books, in fact, the ones that do are uh, the back half of Acts, so from Acts nine onward, and all of Paul's epistles. Hmm. The rest of the Bible is not binding on me or you or, or any non-Jewish person today. Um, that's you will not find how to get saved in in the gospels you won't find how to get saved in the front part of acts you won't find how to get saved in hebrews through revelation it is uh you know from acts 9 onward and all of paul's epistles that's where so here's a couple of quotes from this website that has a lot of useful information to understand uh this these people it comes with a graph that shows you it breaks down the the um the new testament and highlights in red the books that apply so, to us yeah.
0: yeah we'll get into that in a second um okay yeah I just had just some kind of obvious questions, coming, like like if yeah. someone says something like, "Well, I know about my salvation based on Paul's letters and his proportions of Acts." That's it. The rest of the scriptures. I mean, it, first, of all, and we'll get into we'll get into this a little bit. Like, what what um what what it, what criteria does he use to to designate these, you know, Paul's letters and that certain portion of Acts as better than the rest of the or to be considered first and while well, the rest shouldn't um but yeah. also like there's like that there's nothing about salvation in the like there's plenty about sal- salvation in the <laughs> four gospel books and like john three sixteen, the such right. a the one of the most memorable passages like um if we believe in him we'll have eternal life right uh, but apparently that's not that's
1: oh i uh, Listen, I have a I have a breakdown for you. Okay, we can go through we can go through it, but he, here's uh two sentences summing up their view of scripture. And this is their whole thing by the way. This is their their entire uh you know, movement is based on 2 Timothy 2:15 where Paul says to Timothy, uh study to shew thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I read that in the King James because they are King James onlyists. Um, which and,
0: which is a whole nother thing, which is me. a whole nother Gosh. thing, like,
1: you know, what's great about this is there is a most, probably most King James only people think these people are nuts, that's, that's, that's where we're that's at, that's saying something, yeah, that's what's saying the passage
0: something? of that second Timothy?
1: Second Timothy 2.15, so okay. Paul tells Timothy, to rightly divide the word. Of truth. That's how I ended that discussion with the guy because he he went on and on about how most of the Bible's not for us. He had a slightly different breakdown. I think ironically he accepted parts of Hebrews, which doesn't make any sense um based unless on same logic believe,
0: unless they believe Paul wrote. I mean very traditional. Right.
1: I guess that would be a, of, it, but sure. I yeah, I don't know. But it's literally called Hebrews. I don't know how you get that that's for a book for the the Gentiles, but but <laughs> if you're doing that, like he specifically called out James because James says uh, you know to the 12 tribes scattered abroad right so it's not to you cuz you're not a member of one of those tribes of israel um so so uh, here's the here's the quote while all of the bible is written for us it is not all written to us most of the bible deals with the nation of israel which are jews paul is the apostle to the gentiles and his writings are to us the church which is christ's body that's the that's their little summation so um, that's
0: the that's the um core of that that is how they go about with their dispensation being like yes um this is God's word for the Jews versus God's word for the Gentiles if you want God's word for the Jews and that applies to you look here yes and feel away look here but it's like but where yeah. do they get that in the first place I wonder
1: I I I. I don't know. Well, and I
0: guess so well, you just said they, they get it from Second Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen. Like I have it. Well, they NIV. get
1: the command, they get the command that you should divide the word of God, and they take that command to mean literally, you know, chop it up into pieces based on who you believe it's written to. Well, like I have um, the
0: NIV in front of me. Verse 15 says it's translation is different. It's of course their KJV only book. Sure. But this this version says NIV says do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles yeah. the word of truth, who correctly yeah. handles it. says nothing about dividing or, or, you know, splicing right. and putting one part over here and one part over there, keep it rightly divided. There's nothing about that. Um, no, the subtitle well, that's why of that chapter that. is dealing, <laughs> dealing with false teachers. So it's like you've seen a lot of, uh, well, especially the pastoral epistles, uh, you know there's there's a lot of warning against faults teaching people who are taking Christianity and twisting it i mean i don't right. see where you get from there this idea that um yeah we we we're, we're, we're reiterating that there's a dispensation remember that like there's nothing about mm-hmm.
1: that so well so uh to to um get you know, hear it from the horse's mouth about the way they do this Um, And they've got a breakdown here, but the way that this originates, because uh, whoever first thought of this and came up with this breakdown um, could not did not know how to reconcile the teachings, some apparently contradiction, uh, contradiction teachings of Jesus and the things you find in James and Peter um, with Paul's um, they would take to be grace only. Uh, And they take that to to mean that even even baptism would be a work. And so if you're saved by faith through through Mm -hmm. grace or by grace through faith, then baptism, if you see a command that says you must be baptized or or salvation comes through baptism, then those are contradictory in this Mm -hmm. this person's eyes. So they must be a set of instructions different. I was trying to explain this to someone the other day, and I said, um, uh, you know, trying to understand what they're saying, that. It's kind of like if, you know, on their view, my mom gives me the command, hey, go unload the dishwasher and tells my sister to go clean her room. Mm -hmm. And I think that I need to go clean her room. It's like, no, 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 no. you've already been, it's the same mom and you're both related to her the same way, but you have this job and she has that job. Mm -hmm. And so they would say, it's the same God that we're all saved through Christ, um, same Jesus, but... We are saved by uh, listening to Paul, because Paul is the uh, the uh, apostle to the Gentiles. They make, a, mm-hmm. they make a lot of hay out of that. Um, he's an apostle to the Gentiles, and so he has the way of salvation for Gentile people. Mm -hmm. So um, some of the contradictions, so here's what they say, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in these books we find the life of Christ, of course, the training of the disciples to preach the gospel of the kingdom, which they take to be different than the gospel of grace. Um, We find the gospel sent to the nation of Israel, Matthew 10, miracles, signs, and wonders. They're also cessationists, so you find that in Matthew 16, laws of Moses is observed. Law of Moses is observed, Matthew twenty-three, and then salvation is by faith plus works, Matthew nineteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. So they see the teaching uh, of Jesus in the Gospels as contradictory with the teaching of Paul, and so they go in order to resolve that apparent contradiction, they have to just say, well, these are these are directions for different people. So to the Jews, uh, who most of the Bible is written to. The Letters of Paul are not to them, they're to us. Um, and to the Gentiles, we follow the letters of Paul. So that's the internal logic of the thing,
0: yeah. But Paul's letters were too. Um, but I just read something really, Ben. Uh, Paul's letters were his audience were Jews and Gentiles, right? Um, that's the thing. I, I'm gonna look up there's a, something I recently read about it, um, that was. Really Well, while I'm looking for the article, I'm also on the website you yeah. told me about the— um.
1: This is understandingyourbible.com. <laughs> understanding your Bible. Well, Here when it says
0: that Jesus was a minister of the circumcision Jews were the 12, while Paul was a minister to the Gentiles, I mean, it's not— exa- I mean, Jesus did minister to several Gentiles throughout his ministry. Right. So, like, um, he wasn't strictly a minister— of the circumcision and in many ways very much hinted at the kingdom especially in the gospel of luke the kingdom being open to uh or or, uh incorporating and including and um being you know available to people you know people universally it wasn't strictly just. I mean, there's there's times in the Gospels where he denounces the people of Israel and and upholds the faith of non-Israelites because of. There's just several examples of it. Oh, excuse me. Um. So, I just think it's very selective the way they go about. You know that Jesus was for Jews, Paul was for Gentiles, but then it's like, how do you make sense of if if Paul is in many ways, yes, Paul is a minister to the Gentiles in the sense that his the main point you know what that that happened to be his ministry was was bringing the gospel out to to further regions of the world to the gentile world not that he was exclusively just for like bringing gentiles but that's just how it but like his the the center of his entire message was was jesus who yeah they would say was the minister of the Circumcision, but obviously Paul is Paul's message is that Jesus is the minister of the circumcised and uncircumcised, and you know whether you're circumcised or not becomes a, that's a secondary uh,
1: issue. Well, and and I'm I mean, talking about Christ. So, Paul said there is no Jew nor Greek. Paul said that right. right. So I mean, it's just there, you know. And we we mentioned earlier, you know, they they're big on, you know, Peter says you have to be baptized, mm-hmm. and in the first part of Acts, you have to be bad, all this stuff, and you don't have to do that. And but yet, Paul said those that those that uh, um, are baptized into Christ are baptized into His death, right? So right. like they're all the, the internal logic of it, uh, you know, falls apart when you actually read. Although I tell you what, it would be really nice, you know, if, if if this was true and we could do our, our you know, forget Bible in a year, man, Bible in a month, the whole, just read all of these epistles in one month and you've covered everything that applies to you, you know? Yeah. Not, don't worry about all those other books, man. Just read these and you could just sail right. through them. You could be right.
0: Um. Well, and it's like, you're right though. Like when Paul says there's no longer Jew or Greek, he's not like, he's equally saying that Gentiles what you held dear and what you considered your boundary markers and what you considered that is equally now become secondary he's saying mm-hmm. that just as much to the gentiles as he's saying it to jews like the mm-hmm. the the things that you cherish um you know if they become a barrier to christ then then they are they should not you know you need to choose christ yeah. and that's what um he's saying that to jews and gentiles uh alike is the thing so
1: yeah it's it, it is it's really interesting now evidently some of this is rooted in um the schofield uh bible uh which i believe popularized the rapture as well yeah because um, here's a quote from the schofield bible uh from a note uh one of schofield's notes on ephesians 3 6 this is at the bottom of, of one of the website pages in paul's writings alone we find the doctrine position walk and destiny of the church mm-hmm. so this is like sola paul
0: yeah but that's right. i mean i would like to see the wider i highly doubt schofield but I, I highly doubt that was saying that like
1: <sighs> i see, I don't know much about the, i mean i know yeah. his work in the rapture i know that uh and i i i understand some of his stuff but i don't know enough about him because i agree would, would you could find
0: that. you know um you could find the whole of Christian doctrine in the book of Romans, but that doesn't mean that it's opposed to doctrines that are found in the forego. Like it doesn't mean like you have yeah Rome. It's like you, you know, there's plenty of Pauline. I mean, you get the clear unfiltered gospel, the summation of what Jesus has done for you. And you know how you're saved through any, through any one Pauline letter, but that doesn't, right. That doesn't make the Paul Paul's letters the only scriptures that apply to you, because you can get that from there. Um, It would, you know, it's it's like it's not well. And and there's two ways. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Schofield was saying like that means all you need now
1: is Paul's letters. So if he means by (laughs) in Paul's writing alone, we find da 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 da. As in, he means that as in. Alone, meaning without having to look at an outside source, you could get this off from Paul's writings. Fine, right. if if what this and I think the way they're taking this is that it is only in Paul's writing that we right. find these things for us, and that's that's literally demonstrated by that's the, their their breakdown of Scripture. Right, um, they have a, a you know surprisingly compact um, you know statement of faith about the Bible, I suppose. Um, where they give, so, like, they have broken down into facts. So, fact one, under the kingdom message, which is not the gospel of grace, as they consider it, under the kingdom uh-huh. message, as under the law, works were always part of salvation. But under grace, salvation is a free gift without works. And they give a couple of citations from Acts, Titus, and Ephesians. Uh-huh. Um, they compare Peter versus Paul, basically. Um, then... Uh, in uh, fact, too, Christ specifically taught his disciples and others to keep the law. Paul said, "We are not under the law." So again, like they see a uh, an apparent contradiction, and they instead of attempting to harmonize, to resolve, to understand, they just say these are contradictory, so they can't be the same plan of salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fact three, the 12 uh, taught that works were necessary for salvation, while Paul taught they were not. Fact four, baptism is a work and was necessary for Israel's salvation, but has no place in God's program for today. We are living in the dispensation of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And it goes on from there. But that's the, I mean, its it, it comes down to, I cannot, like, put Jesus' teaching and Peter's teaching and Paul's teaching together. So right. I've got to say that they're completely different plans. Mm-hmm. And I think that the you know charitably to understand what they're saying, it's kind of like if we're all going to the same place, but we aren't we don't start in the same place, right? like right. we're all we're all going to uh, you know, I'll meet you at McDonald's, but I'm on a different street than you, so I have to take a different path to get there. That's probably kind of the way they conceive of this um but it winds up just chopping the Bible up and mm-hmm. uh, you know if they, they're they're wrong, but it's like, without the humility of saying, Hey, what if, what if we're missing a really important, you know, harmonization here? What if we're misunderstanding something and now we're chopping off as it were some of the, some of what we were resting on for faith in Christ, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, How can we say we have faith in Christ and then, but yet reject his teachings as being applicable to us?
0: (laughs) Right. Right. You
1: know, if you love me, you will keep my commands. How do we, how do we do that? Um, and they've they've done that.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Any more? Th- anything else on the the right dividers?
1: Yeah. I mean, I just think you know, in terms of like when you're talking to somebody who comes from this perspective, how do you how do you approach them? Right. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you talk to? I mean, and and it it's probably uh, a fruitless head-on assault right because they're mm-hmm. they're ready to argue they're ready to i said this in the beginning of the episode that that both the groups we talked about you you find them because they're 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 fired up and ready to tell everyone else that they're wrong you know they believe that we've all been you know uh catfished by the mm-hmm. by the uh in, institutional churches and have been told lies and so it's really hard when someone thinks they have um the inside track the hidden knowledge uh it's hard to get them to get them out of that kind of thing and and one of the ways you typically could is by pointing to scripture but the this group in particular has has cut that out so far that uh i mean I, like i said we could still point to a lot of paul's writings but uh every, they've got an answer for everything you know that's just the nature of the beast you cannot have you can't um you know you, you can't have a good quasi cult without <laughs> without right. having your FAQ page, you know, honed. Um,
0: yeah. I, um, and, you know, there's really nothing new under the sun, I suppose, because uh, both of these groups, they do bear kind of some, they're not, they're not the same thing, but they do bear some similarities with some of the um, teachings that were deemed false by the early years of the church. I mean, with yeah, uh, Marcion. The Hebrew, Marcion, yeah, uh, yeah. with, you know, Marcion considered Paul's letters, I believe, all thirteen, as well as uh, Luke, the Gospel. Of Luke edited with some of the Judaic parts out. Um, um, his as he he was the first to have a canonical list of Christian scriptures, and it was just like you know, basically what I the writings I just mentioned, because um, he he and he rejected the Old Testament and he rejected any. Um, any, you know, any, uh, conception of God as, 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 um, that, that you get from the old Testament. And so, um, this is a, he believed in an entirely new God of grace, almost as if there's right. a dispensation. Um, and I know it's not exactly what the right dividers think, but it, it just bears some strong similarities with it And then with right. the with the Hebrew roots, you have the Ebenites who were, uh, group of uh probably just you know i don't know scholars may have opinions about it but descendants of the um judaizers we mentioned a little while ago who yeah who paul was who paul was refuting in his letter to the galatians and this this might have been an outgrowth of that earlier group of and they were just uh probably you know a sect of jewish christians or you know um mm-hmm. uh who who really just, uh, did not, you know, saw, saw Jesus as, as Messiah and that and Messiah, not meaning that he's also the son of God, but, um, you know, and just, um, and, and it seems like some, some of the Hebrew roots, uh, movement comes dangerously close to believing that. So,
1: yeah. um, so yeah, well, it's, it's not, it's, well, it's not
0: like these are brand new things. I mean, we've dealt with them before.
1: Well, I was gonna say like with so many, you know, uh, theological theological novelties and um you know false teachings or heresies, or what have you you have to like the biblical writers weren't didn't have them specifically in mind when they were were pinning their epistles with with the Judaizer mm-hmm. stuff, they literally did like this is literally <laughs> written uh you know, to address the very questions, the very uh you know teachings you're bringing up, but that, that's a rarity. And, uh, I, I think Paul can kind of speak for himself on that in Galatians, you know, just go read that, but mm-hmm. it is, uh, yeah, like you say, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. This stuff has come up again and again and again. Um, and it's just got, you know, better PR, you know, it's got the internet. It's PR. Got, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I guess so. I mean, I feel bit. like it's the new logo w- on it,
0: the web design of the, the right dividers need a new, yeah. uh, web webmaster. Cause I tell you, but. I don't know. And I just don't, I have a feeling they're not as big as the Hebrew roots, but I'd be surprised. I mean, can we even measure this
1: phenomenon? I don't know. I I have no clue. (laughs) If we ever can, we're in trouble.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess we can be thankful for that. It's really not a, maybe this, we're just talking about like some antidotal things we've come across on the online world. And it's really just a few people spread out everywhere mm. but not a significant and uh perhaps that's true I don't know I mean I think with the like the black Hebrew Israelism like I said is really spreading um um and that's a whole different topic really and a whole different mm-hmm. you know things behind that but um you know it's like I think we sh- you can also never underestimate the the power and the appeal of of a lot of this grassroots thing especially when it comes to people looking for higher purpose and meaning through it you know uh people will will latch on to anything because there are some good things that you know um that are offered there so you know along with all the very problematic things so yeah you know it's uh i guess we're not trying to be heresy hunters on here this is kind of a where i feel like we're kind of being hey, like, they,
1: they found us these heresies found us okay <laughs> we're kind of being we're like those respond.
0: apologetic uh the, like the, you know run of the mill there's so many apologetics podcasts There's like it's like a billion of them. <laughs> we're kind of like that doing like kind of kind of like what we're <laughs> what those people do well that's fine i mean you know we as christians have a have a mission to speak truth and to and to point out errors you know mm-hmm. as a uh, scripture clearly clearly tells us about so all right steven good to have you on again
1: Man, thanks so much for um, having me. This has been have fun. Have a good Christmas.
0: I guess this is our Christmas episode. Uh, we'll be, <laughs> James and I will be <laughs> returning in uh, a couple weeks, it'll be after the new year, to to talk about Calvin again. But that's... Um, there we
1: go.
0: But uh, yeah, so I uh, hope you all enjoyed this. And um, uh, don't become Hebrew roots or right nope. dividers. <laughs>
1: nope. And Merry and Christmas. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> we, we synced that up. That was pretty nice.